The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. So good of you to join us. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, I love being with you on this podcast. We meet such interesting people. Well, you know what it is? We meet people that are different than us, who are loving God and serving God, and in many ways that inspires you to continue to love and obey God as well. I consider them unsung heroes. Absolutely, and people, everyday people that we should get to know and understand that God is moving all over the universe using people of every different background and and elk to do amazing things. And we need to meet them and hear them and see how God is moving in their lives. And we meet them as real people. They have the same ups and downs that we all have. Yeah, you know, no one on TV. You know, I think we, we've gotten so fascinated in the current culture, our pop culture of who's famous and who's on TV and who's on the radio. And we're living next door to, and in many cases, working hand in hand with people that, you know, are doing amazing things who are everyday real people just like the rest of us. We're going to meet a man today in just a few minutes. Uh, you sat down and had a conversation with him down in Georgia. Yes, sir. And uh, you're going to bring him to the conversation today. And I, I just want people to know that this is a very, I consider this to be a very special guy. I agree. He's a man's man who is doing all sorts of things and how he's allowing God to challenge him to continue to be obedient. We're going to talk about the obedience of faith as you join us for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our resource that we're offering to you free of charge, as always, here is called Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. Give me an idea what's in this. Well, this document basically, again, allows us to be encouraged and understand some of the dynamics of uh, encouraging a healthy lifestyle, uh, looking at different ways that we can continue to support people around the idea of just the needs, practical needs of cancer patients. Cancer patients have practical, real, everyday needs. And sometimes I think we overlook that and, uh, and we need to hone in on that and be mindful of that. So this document will help us to be mindful of the practical needs of cancer patients. Thanks for making these resources available to our listeners. They're always so helpful. Practical needs of cancer patients can be downloaded right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And thank you. If I haven't said it uh, recently, thanks for subscribing to this podcast thank and you. passing the word around to others about uh, the fact that this podcast exists to offer help, hope, and inspiration. Our heartfelt thanks and appreciation as you continue to build and help us build an audience that literally is reaching around the world around the subject and the topic of cancer and faith. Some scripture and today's guest coming up in just a moment with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa. Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition mm-hmm. and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Here's our website again, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And when you go there, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have by calling 866-712-HOPE. That works out to be 866-712-4673. 
Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Just before we meet our guest coming up in a moment, let's turn to God's Word. Well, with that, our spiritual nugget as a foundation for today's scripture is a good one, and it helps to frame exactly the disposition and mentality of the person that we'll be interviewing is found in Deuteronomy, the 27th chapter, verse number one, and it says, and Moses, and we know that Moses was a man of God for sure, with the elders of Israel commanded the people. What did he command them to do, Wayne? He says, keep all the commandments which I command you this day. And we're going to listen to a man today who is going to talk about being obedient to what he believes God is commanding him to do and how he continues to frame his mind around being obedient to those commandments. Well, Percy, you're always able to find the most interesting guests for the program. I'm looking forward to listening to the interview today. Well, I'm excited today. With me is Pastor Reverend Chaplain uh, Ashley Tyre. Uh, who is connected with multiple, actually, community organizations within the the local uh, Georgia area. He is a part of the Sheriff's Department, the Fire Chief's Department, uh, as well as a local uh, company as a chaplain. He represents all of those entities, and he is also the pastor at Lumber City Baptist Church, uh, and we're excited today to speak with him. So welcome, first and foremost, to the show, Glad sir. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, listen, man, I, I don't think you have enough to do. You need to get another <laughs> job title, buddy. My goodness gracious, you are a busy man. Uh, I have such a profound respect and a and appreciation, obviously, for chaplains because, again, uh, I remember when I became a chaplain some you know, when I was a, a, a little small tyke about yeah. 24 years ago, uh, I knew very little about chaplaincy. And chaplaincy was not a highly respected vocation mm-hmm. from a ministry perspective. Yeah. People's thoughts were if you weren't a pastor, if you weren't inside of a local church, you really weren't a minister. But the, but the truth of the matter, and I'm sure you'll be able to attest to this that I found out, is that some of the greatest work of ministry mm. that I've ever been exposed to and that I've ever done yes. was not done inside of the four walls of That's a right. local church. Amen. It was when people were at the point of crisis, mm-hmm. either in their personal life or with their health. And, and you cover all of those arenas with regard to the sheriff's department, the fire department, and a local business that you are a chaplain. So yes. you, as well as pastoring a church. So welcome to the show, my Thank friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What what motivated and inspired you to become a chaplain? I'm just curious. I always like to ask that question. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> right off the bat, yeah. Um, you know, I, I've always had a desire to help people. Um, and you said it a while ago when they're in crisis. You know, where are they going to turn to? Yep. And you you don't want to see it. You don't want to see people in crisis. Mm. But when they're in their lowest. That's when the light can shine the brightest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, just just love helping people. I, I wish I wish the pager would never go off. Mm. I wish the phone would never ring, but it's going to ring. Yeah, and it's going to go off, and somebody's got to go. And you're talking about in your case, from particularly from the sheriff's department and the fire department perspective. We're talking about in the middle of the night, yes. two or three o'clock oh, in the yeah. morning. Yeah. You know, people are sound asleep and, mm-hmm. and, and, and things are happening and, and, and these entities, these civil services are calling upon you to provide spiritual support to Correct. people in crisis. Yes. Uh, the other thing that I think is interesting for this audience to know is that you also 
helped to organize a training. Um, of course, we talk on the show a lot here about the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care mm-hmm. Leadership Training Program. And, you know, uh, for people who may not have been following and keeping up, you know, we've been uh, I helped start that program where we train pastors and spiritual leaders from across the United States. And now uh, out, out of nine foreign countries that have sent representatives to right. one of our regional training sites on how to start cancer care ministries. And, and, and we did a very unique, interesting thing with, with your group. Yeah. We dedicated an entire training segment just for chat fire yeah. Fire chaplains, first responders. Actually, we had sheriff's office guy, law enforcement, and fire department. Wow! So let's talk there. about what motivated you to do that, and and, okay. and and we've never done that before. Let's talk about the importance of that with this group. Well, I, when I, I came to uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America with the fire chiefs as a tour, just to look and see what all was here, yeah. and ran up with Chip. And Chip mentioned about our journey of hope. Reverend Chip Gordon, yeah, who is Reverend. the director of pastoral care at Cancer Treatment Centers correct. of America in uh, Noonan, Georgia, right outside That's of correct. Atlanta. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So I ran into him, and he was mentioning about our journey of hope. And I'm always looking for continuing education for our chaplains in the fire service. Gotcha. Um, being the lead chaplain for the Fire Chiefs Association, that's part of my job, part of my role to do that. Well, in our local sheriff's office, we were hit with cancer. And we're in a rural county. Jeff Davis County is a rural county. We have uh, about 15 road deputies for the whole sheriff's office. So it's a very small county. And here I was, the chaplain, trying to give some spiritual encouragement. But at the same time, I had no clue what was going on. So when uh, Reverend Ship and I got to talking, I said, man, we need to empower our chaplains so they know more about this dreadful disease that are that are attacking our people yeah so how do we address it how do we fix it how do we help them with that so i saw an opportunity for the chaplains to come and not get ed- also get educated about what all was going on at this hospital but what was going on inside of these people's bodies and how could we treat them uh, and, and treat the spiritual side of them you know as we've talked about the body's made up into three parts yep. and we're as chaplains we're called to to answer and to help with the spiritual side of that. Yeah. I, I tell our fire chief, I said, you know, we'll spend millions of dollars for fire equipment for the physical safety yeah. of our firemen. Yeah. We'll spend thousands of dollars to get them educated so we can treat their minds, so they can have the knowledge. But we'll spend very little money on the spiritual side. It's interesting, isn't it? And I said, why do we do that? And we know our body's made up into three parts. Right. So, we, so that's very important that we, that we do that, and we empower our chaplains so they can, so they can help. So so we did, so we came and we and we went through the program, and and I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't. I said, well, I'm gonna get something that'll help me, um, so I can minister, and yeah. that's what it did for me. Okay. It, it helped me personally, so I could reach out to them. But but to put a group together, yeah. One of our chaplains, good friend, he's a mentor to me. He's battled cancer. He's a cancer survivor, and he came with me, and I brought him. And he went back to his local church, and mm-hmm. he started um, our Journey of Hope program there. He just graduated their first class. So we have a local class now, a local group okay. that, that can help us. We, I didn't start one, but he did. Um, so we got, we got that group there that now we can turn to. In, in a small community like where I'm from, you got to reach out everywhere you can. 
So, so let me put a period okay, there. Go ahead. Said some powerful stuff. First and foremost, because I want to tie together some consistent themes of this okay. show. Uh, we've talked to a myriad of people, doctors, uh, nutritionists, clinicians, pastors, cancer patients, caregivers, you name it. First uh, on the show of pol- a fire chief or of, of uh, fire chaplains and et cetera. So that's a new group for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud for this association and for the partnership. So thank yeah, you. Thank you. Uh, but what's interesting is, is that you you listed a couple of people because what typically happens with cancer is that sometimes people have to get hit close to home yes. with cancer for it to be kind of like the bill to ring in their yes. head. So a couple of stats and figures. According to the American Cancer Society, one out of three people are estimated to be diagnosed with cancer at some point in their lifetime. Those are 2019 statistics. Mm-hmm. As of uh, 2019, over 15 million people are currently living with a diagnosis of cancer. So it only makes sense to piggyback on your previous point that someone in your purview, who you work with, where yes. you live, uh, somebody you know at your local church potentially is going to be diagnosed with cancer. And the big question is, what do I do yes. and how do I react? Exactly. That's what I heard yes. you say. Exactly right. Okay, so you pull together, because you sound like you that kind of (laughs) guy. I'm pulling together all the guys I know, all the people I know, and we're going to sit down and do some training. Yes. And we're going to learn some information. You you attend an Our Journey of Hope free cancer care leadership training class strictly for first responders, which we've never done before. You now are out in the community. You guys have started one of your... um, uh, guys that came with you, you now have started a group that you've trained, that he's trained. And so how are things going to have you guys had opportunity to engage with anyone in the community dealing with cancer they, based upon what yeah, you've they learned? They have. Okay. Um, in, inside that group, they have. I, I wasn't a part of their training that they had locally. Yep. Um, but yes, they have. Okay, good. They've had their graduation ceremony. They're, I mean, they're lining up stuff left good. and right and, good. And, and being real active with that. So but they, I mean, they just finished like a month ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's just recent. Uh, you said something very profound that, that I want to go back to, Ashley, and that was that attending the Our Journey of Hope, free Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training, now 2,600 uh, people that we've mm-hmm. trained through this program, representing over 1,600 congregations internationally. Yeah. You said that you learned something from that. There was something you got from that. What did you take away from this training? You you sound like a guy that's been around the flagpole. You know the the codes and the standards and the what masks you yeah. know you got to wear and the yeah. tank size and all that jazz. OSHA standards. Yeah. What did you walk away from this training learning? To treat more than just a patient that has the cancer, reaching out to the other family members that have the cancer. The caregivers, yeah. we get so wrapped up a lot of times in the person that has the cancer. It's we so forget true. about all of the other people that are around. And as a minister, the opportunity that has just been created to share the gospel and to minister to these people, um, not to take advantage of that necessarily, but there's an opportunity that was created to love on them yeah. and to share God's love with them. Matthew 25. Well. Yeah. Visit the sick. Yes. That's what we're called to do. Those Feed the that, hungry. Free, Feed them. Feed them. Those that are in prison. Yes. Clothe the naked. Yes. When you've done this yeah. unto the least of them. That's right. You've done this unto me. Yeah. So now, okay, since you transitioned and put on your pastor's hat now, <laughs> you took your fire you took your fire chaplain hat yeah. off. Okay, now you didn't put on your pastor's hat. So let's talk about it, Pastor. 
Uh, why should pastors and churches be trained to do cancer care ministry? I believe, there's, I believe there's two things that we're called to do as a pastor. And I have a chance I'm every now and then to share this with lay people that may be doing a funeral or something like that. Now, two things I want you all always to remember. I said you want to bring comfort to the family yep. and honor to God. Yep. Those are the two things. Yep. Bring comfort to the family and honor God. Whatever whatever you're doing, whatever it may be. So how can you bring comfort to the family if you're ignorant about the problems that they're mm. going through? Now I can't sit there and say, Well, brother or sister, I know exactly what you're going through. Mm. I do not know what they're going through. No. Even if I had cancer, mm. I couldn't say I know exactly what you're going through. Their path and their journey is unique. It's unique. Yep. It's unique to them. But if I have a little bit of knowledge I mean, I, I thought about, you know, I had somebody in my congregation, and they said, well, I'm going for chemo. Uh, I'm going for radiation. I, all I knew about radiation was from my granddaddy. Yeah. And my granddaddy had skin cancer. And it probably and, wasn't a good story. No, it was. And I just remembered, you know, the, the, the hurting and the sunburn. Yeah. He would get. I didn't know what to tell him. And I went, man, I, I've got to be empowered to, to kind of give my people – because when they look at us – we're we represent God. Absolutely. We're Jehovah Nassa. Yes, sir. We're holding up the banner of God. And when they look at us, they're looking for some type of answer. I'm not a medical doctor. I can't give them the prescription to heal them. But what I can do is say, let me let me tell you what's about to happen here. Yeah, yeah. Give you some and sense. give you some recommendations. Yeah. Let me so you can be prepared, not only you that has the cancer, but you wife or you husband that's the caregiver. Right. Let me let me explain to you what some of the struggles you're gonna to have to go through too, or you're going to see. Um, and that's what when I came, that's what I was trying to get. I, I wanted some tools that I could go back and I could take to my congregation, whether it be the sheriff's office, whether it be the fire department, whether it be my personal ch- my church, whether it be the company that I work, my own family, whoever it may be, that I can have the knowledge and power. Because God's Word tells us if we, we, we need knowledge. But we have that knowledge, but we better take that knowledge and apply it. That's wisdom. I can have all the knowledge in the world, but yeah. if I'm not applying it correctly, that's right. not wisdom. So yeah. I need to take this knowledge that I've got gained from here and apply it and use that in the, in the wisdom and give them some some good feedback on what they can expect to happen. If I can't do that, what kind of chaplain am I? Well, again, my people are destroyed or perish because of a lack of knowledge. knowledge. Yes. So with that being said, I recall, and, and we'll close on this okay. point. Uh, when we repackaged our journey of hope, our journey of hope has gone through a couple of iterations, uh, basically going now on his 16th wow. birthday, 16 year birthday, wow. 16 years, uh, started out with two sticks and a flint, literally. <laughs> and I was told, let's see if you can start a fire. Yeah. And, and man, I mean, I'm That's out, great. I'm out in the, I'm out in the middle of, 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 of the, of the woods trying to start a little fire and I'm yeah. trying to, trying to do a little something here. Right. And um, then we we got refocused, um, you know, and and, and we we repackaged this program, as you now understand Mm -hmm. it. And what we did in repackaging our journey of hope, we sat down and we did an unofficial uh, focus group with with pastors, about six pastors across the United States. And we asked them, what are the top challenges that you have as a as a spiritual leader? Mm -hmm. And they said, uh, the, the the three big areas that we are constantly challenged to provide support and encouragement for in our congregations is relational challenges, marital struggles, financial challenges, mm-hmm. and maintaining and, and, and dealing with our finances, 
and dealing with health related issues of the average person in our congregation. And they said, and specific to that was cancer. And so we asked them, how did you feel? How equipped did you feel as a spiritual leader in addressing those issues? They said, well, we could find resources that was available for marital counseling Mm -hmm. and relationship building, you know, and there's tons of that out there. And, you know, so also true for financial stuff. You know, you got all kind of, right. uh, you know, folks out here has got all this great financial stuff from a Christian faith-based perspective. But they said we, we, had, we had nothing that we could draw upon from a uh, faith-based perspective. And when I say faith-based, to, to understand the whole person makeup, right. as you described, with regard to uh, health and cancer. And that's and it became clear again that this was an audience that desperately needed resources but didn't have any. But exactly. They, but they're trying to they're trying to row a boat, but they don't have a paddle in their hand, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. And so I hear you say that that that's what you walked away with, and that's what you took from yes. from the training for you. That being said, uh, Pastor. Uh, you sound like a guy that's not going to let no grass grow underneath your feet. No. Uh, you, you don't seem to be that guy <laughs> no. at all. Um, what's next for you? What is what is the Lord doing with you and the multiple, I'm going to call it multiple streams of ministry because you're not just behind a pulpit inside the four walls of a building. You're all over the place. What What is the Lord doing with you now? How how are things going? What's, what's going, going on? It's going good. I, you know, um, it's a four-hour trip from – Hazelhurst, Jeff Davis County to here. Oh, okay. So um, you get to do a lot of thinking. Yeah, you do. A lot of praying. Yeah, you do. A lot of listening to sermons. And, um, you know, for me, God called me to lead men. If our men will stand up and be the men mm. that God called them to be. Mm. And, and the first man, Adam, he messed up. Where was he? You know, he didn't stand up and be the man he was supposed yeah, to be. he was missing in action. He was missing in action, and it started from there. Yeah, and did. if our men will stand up and be the men that we're supposed to be, we can eliminate a lot of problems in this country. Um, so that's that's been my okay. calling the whole time. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, as far as going along with, with what's next with the cancer, um, man, I just want to help my people. Got it. I just want to help my people. And they still struggle. And when I get the phone calls, and I still get them, especially to at the sheriff's office and I'll get them and I say, Hey, I got to go back for a scan. Yeah. Will you pray for me? Yeah. Yeah. We'll pray. Okay. They come back and say, man, it's good. And I said, good. We're going to keep praying. Good. We're going to keep praying right on through it. And the next one, we're going to pray right on through it. And, uh, when the phone rings and there's another one, I'm going to say, Hey, let me give you some places you need to talk to. Okay. Let me give you some places that you need to go. If you don't just talk to the people, just talk to them and, uh, make a world of difference World of difference. In the closing seconds, last question, what's one thing, and you may have already just answered it, that motivates chaplain, pastor, Reverend Ashley Tyre? What motivates you? Being obedient. I just want to be obedient to God, whatever that is. Just every morning I get up and say, God, I'm your servant. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Remove me. Remove me out of the way. I got plans. I got ideas. I got all kind of thoughts. Um, God tells us a lot of times, just be still and know I'm God. Yeah, He does. So that's what I do. When I I, I love it when um, when I get to travel, and a lot of times I'm not gonna fly. I'm gonna drive. Okay. I'm just gonna drive and listen. And I'm just you know what God? I'm just gonna be still. And I'm gonna listen. And I'm gonna listen as hard as I can. Get the sin out of my life so I can hear you. Yeah. Because I believe He speaks to us all the time. He does. Um, and then all he ever calls us to do was be obedient. 
If I want you to be in a little church, be a little church. If I want you to be the chaplain of a of a small department, be the chaplain of a small department. And be that. I'm just going to be your, your obedient servant. That's that's what motivates me every morning. Well, based upon your resume, sir, I believe you're being more than obedient. And <laughs> not, we pray. Not hardly. I and we pray. And my prayer is as one who is attempting to to do exactly the same. And and when you so when you said those words, they they pierced my heart because I I completely. I hear you with with a spiritual ear of trying to do and be what God has called you to be. And everybody doesn't get that. Everybody doesn't understand that. And everybody doesn't hear that. Is that um, may it be said of you, sir, uh, on that great day when Mm. you transition to be to go home with the Lord. uh, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Here was a man who obeyed God. Yes. I count it a privilege and an honor to have met your acquaintance, and thank you for being on health, hope, and inspiration. Today, you've heard from Chaplain Ashley Tyre, uh, Georgia Association of Fire Chiefs, the Sheriff's Department, uh, pastor of Lumber City Baptist Church, a man who is attempting to obey God. Amen. More with Percy McRae in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specials about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America use a state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Let's talk about our guest we just heard from today, Ashley Tyre. Percy, did you notice how tender he got when he talked there for a moment about his friend with cancer? Absolutely. And he's he's a man's man. Yeah. Uh, and, and he self-described himself as a leader of men. But there is a heart of, of, of tenderness with regard to wanting to serve and how he personally has been impacted by personal friends of his who have been stricken with cancer. And he's seen that close up close and personal and how that has moved him. Uh, as the scripture reminds me, when Jesus says that he looked over the multitudes uh, of the people as sheep scattered without a shepherd, and that he was moved from the bowels of his compassion. You could hear the movement of this man's compassion when he when he witnessed and experienced, as he probably often does, being a, a, a sheriff's chaplain, a fire department's chaplain, that he probably is involved in a lot of crisis counseling, sure. uh, that, that there is a, a heart of compassion and how that moves him. And he felt compelled that he wanted to learn more about how to support people with cancer. And that was one of the impetuses of one of his personal friends dealing with that up close and personal. Yeah, I have such a huge respect for our first responders, but it never occurred to me that they would benefit from our journey of hope. You know, and I have to be honest with you, I never uh, ever thought of that either. So this is a first for our program. So we're very pleased uh, and honored to be able to partner with first the first responders there in that local area outside of the Atlanta. Uh, Noonan, Georgia area. But yeah, they're called upon uh, in crisis scenarios and there very well may be situations that uh, dealing with sickness, disease, and cancer, uh, that this information, the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training Program uh, is of value and benefits them. And that was why he was motivated 
to gather all of his constituents and bring them together for a special training. Driving four hours to get there. Is that not amazing? (laughs) Well, this man is highly motivated, and obviously he allows nothing to stand in his way uh, because he's all over the place. You know, with regard to that, he pastors his own local church. He also is a chaplain for one of the local businesses in his community. So this is a man who does not allow any barriers, obviously, to keep him from doing ultimately what God is calling him to do. And that's really the thrust of this interview today. A man who uh, is attempting to obey God, as he said. Yeah, a man under obedience. And he said that was the most important thing to him. And at the end of the day, when we really listen to that, isn't that and shouldn't that be all of our mantra when we sit and think about it? It's a great model. It really truly is. I simply want to obey God. I know one of my indirect spiritual mentors who recently uh, has gone home with the Lord, Dr. John Cherry. Uh, I was watching his memorial service online, and that's exactly, uh, that was the sentiment of his home going. Uh, and they showed clips of him talking about, uh, I don't want to be remembered for how large my church was and all that I did mm-hmm. and where I went. He said, I simply want to be remembered as a man who obeyed Ashley said, I got my own ideas, I got my own plans, but I want to do what God wants me to do. And so I'm encouraged and even challenged the more with regard to hearing the sentiment of this man in terms of really wanting to obey God. And so let's challenge each other, Wayne, that at the end of the day, there's more work to be done. There are people who need the love, the faith, and the compassion of God. And again, with regard to this, simply wanting to obey God and be willing to be available to be used as a vessel. Well, Ashley knows this, but cancer patients and their families have a great variety of practical needs. Some of the needs you can expect and some you really haven't thought about, you haven't anticipated them, but we all can provide support and much needed relief from the demands of daily life for someone who's going through a cancer journey. And that's what this resource is all about, practical needs of cancer patients. And so certainly when we talk about supporting and helping Uh, people in the cancer community, in our local churches, uh, in our neighborhoods, people often say, well, what can I do? Just simply stop and think about the practical things that need to be done in your everyday life. The same is true with regard to cancer patients. Just open your eyes. That's exactly. Open your eyes and then possibly ask some questions and be willing then to respond accordingly if and when someone would suggest to you, well, could you help me maybe cut my grass or could you maybe help me with babysitting or could you help me maybe with grocery shopping or whatever? This document is designed to stimulate thought around how can we practically support cancer patients. How can our listeners find out more about Our Journey of Hope that meant so much to Ashley? Well, of course, they can go to ourjourneyofhope.com, uh, which is our website, all one word, all lowercase letters, ourjourneyofhope.com. And then, of course, on the f- uh, homepage there, there is a section that talks about uh, leaders, the Leaders Network, training, All of that information is right there on that page, available to anyone, and it'll tell you exactly what their training program is, uh, where the regional location sites are for that training. That training program, again, is free of charge. It requires no fiduciary responsibility other than for people to provide their own travel to get to one of the regional training sites and one night's hotel stay, uh, as this is a two-day training. And uh, that website will give you everything that you need to know with regard to the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training Program. Excellent. Well, thank you for the time with Ashley here today. And we're going to wrap up by
by going back to the scripture. Well, I thank God for my brother, and I appreciate the conversation that we had. And so it reminds me exactly of what this scripture says, uh, Deuteronomy 27. We're talking about a man who basically God put a pretty heavy burden on his shoulders and said, listen, go and set my people free. Go serve me and obey me. (laughs) And so this is what Moses' response was as he tried to obey God. Verse 1, Deuteronomy 27, And Moses with the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I command you this day. Today, we want to be personally challenged, and I want to challenge everyone. Keep the commandments of God. What is it that God is commanding and asking you and I to do and be? And may our sentiment be like Pastor Tyre, that we are simply people who are trying to obey. God. One more time, please go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com and download this week's resource free of charge, Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. Open your eyes to what's around you. Open your ears yes. to people around you yes. and uh, you'll you'll see the need and God will call you to meet that need yes. most likely. So download this, Practical Needs of Cancer Patients at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, that's a wrap, as they say, Percy. It is. Remember, obedience is better than sacrifice. So keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and this has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.